Hello, 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 wonderful people, and welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast, which is basically the podcast where we get into all the juicy stuff in life. I am your host, Zoe, coming to you from London on a very sunny day. I will say up front that I have a cold. So if I sound a bit weird, that is why I am being quite dramatic about it at home. But I don't really care. I just want to have a diva moment. Everyone leave me alone. In this episode, to get back to the point, we are going to be talking about the question, what do you need to let go of to feel happier? And before we get into all the things, I want to explain a little bit about why I chose this question. And the main reason is that for a lot of us, myself included sometimes, when we think about feeling happier, I think the first thing we think about is all the things we need to add to our life to feel happier. So like the promotion or the new car or the new home or whatever it is, the new pair of Uggs, because everyone's getting Uggs and I really want to get Uggs, but that's besides the point. The point is, I think we overlook the fact that it's not just about adding stuff into our life. It's really also about what we can let go of and what we can kind of release from our lives so that we just feel lighter and freer. And listen, I have absolutely zero evidence to back this up. But for what it's worth, I intuitively feel that we just carry around so much stuff that we keep bottled up inside of us, whether it is things like past resentments, things we are embarrassed about from the past, whether it's shame, whatever it is, and that stuff is heavy. So personally, I've been working on releasing that stuff over the past couple of years, and my goodness, it has made such a difference. So I kind of want that for everyone, hence the point of this question. And another kind of related reason, but I also want to bring it up, is that the OG listeners will know, shout out to the OG listeners, but shout out to everyone because I don't like leaving anyone out. So shout out to everyone. The OG listeners will know that when it comes to wellness and well-being, yes, I love talking about movement and food and skincare and all the stuff. But I'm also the biggest believer that in addition to that, We have to focus on mindset and I guess the internal factors like how we speak to ourselves, self-love, limiting beliefs, ETC. So this episode is going to be kind of a mixture of talking about what I've just said. So feelings, beliefs, mindsets, which we can let go of, but also habits and ways of living we can let go of. So get excited for this because I am excited. And instead of bugging you guys on Instagram yet again, the way I'm going to structure this episode is I basically typed into Miss Google, what do you need to let go of to feel happier? And there were so many articles with lists of like 47 things to let go of, which was kind of overwhelming. So I focused more on the articles, which gave maybe 10 things. And I'm going to do a mismatch, mismatch, mix match, I don't know, like a a mashup of things which were suggested. We're going to keep it fun. We're going to keep it playful, but it's also going to be really deep. That is my favorite combo, deep with lots of laughing. I feel like that's also my personality, but you didn't come here for me to do a psycho 
analysis of myself. So enough about me, jokes. It's still about me because we're now going to move on to random Zoe updates, which are kind of about me, but bear with because then we'll get off the topic of me. So besties. Major news, which is totally unmajor in the grand scheme of the world, but the unmajor but major news in Zoe land is that I am going to LA at the end of this month. And I posted that on Instagram and so many people thought I was moving. To clarify, I'm not moving to LA. (laughs) I am just going to visit LA for like eight days. And in case you've been asleep during the past episodes, my boyfriend now lives there. So I'm basically going to hang out with him. I've not been to LA since I was maybe 16 and I'm now 24. So I'm really excited to go. I will be in Santa Monica area. So hit me up with suggestions for any recommendations. Also hit me up if there are unfreeze listeners in LA. I'd be so intrigued to know. My first stop will definitely be Earth Cafe, which I loved when I was 16. And now I see it all over Instagram and also Air One. But anyways, I'm excited to go back. In other Zoe news, as I've already mentioned, because I'm being very dramatic about it, I have been unwell this week. I had a temperature still kind of due, but it's gone down and I just felt kind of awful. I bring this up not to get sympathy, but because I know that my fellow perfectionists out there find it hard to slow down like me when they are unwell. And honestly, my natural tendency is to try and keep functioning at a thousand miles an hour and to kind of quote unquote, not give in or that's how I see it. And I think this really loops back to the conversation we had a few weeks ago about toxic productivity. If you've not listened to that episode, definitely go check it out. It's one of the most popular episodes I've ever done, which just shows how many people feel this crazy pressure to always be productive. But the point is what I keep reminding myself whilst I'm unwell, and what I want to remind you all today is that when you don't feel good or when you just feel down or you feel unproductive, instead of getting frustrated and criticizing yourself, you just have to remember that your health is so much more important than your to-do list. And I'm laughing because when you say it out loud, like your health is more important than your to-do list, you're kind of like, yeah, obviously. But it's so easy to get wrapped up in your head in thinking that, I'm not that unwell, I'll just tick one more thing off the to-do list. But slowing down because you're ill and maybe getting less done than you usually would does not mean you are a bad person, an unproductive person. It does not mean you are less deserving of self-love. If anything, you need the extra self-love because you're not well. So that is just a reminder I wanted to share because it's really been helping me this week. So now is the time where we actually do move away from just me talking about my life, but hopefully that was somewhat helpful. And we are now going to move into the episode. My usual reminder that if you do enjoy this podcast, please do rate and review it. You can reach out to me if you have thoughts, questions, queries, ideas at Wonderfully Zoe on Instagram and TikTok. And my website is www.unfreezepod.com. So as I've already said, these suggestions for what we should let go of to feel happier are from a mixture of different articles. And I'm kind of paraphrasing them so it's not word by word. 
I've also just picked them kind of randomly and I'm not endorsing them per se. I just think they're interesting to chat through. So the first one is that we should let go of stressing about things we can't control. I'm going to be really, really, really honest. I feel like a bit of an imposter talking about this one because I actually struggle with it. I've definitely got a lot better over the years, but as a bit of an anxious girly, I do stress about things I can't control quite a lot. And I do also catastrophize about things. I've definitely got better and meditation has been a huge help with that, but it's still something I'm massively working on. The reason I still wanted to bring this up is because I know how important it is to let this one go as far as we can, precisely because I know how freaking exhausting it is to stress about things we can't control because I'm really good at stressing about things we can't control. And someone who really inspires me in this area is my sister, Louisa. If you don't know Louisa, what are you doing? She's been on the podcast. She's my best friend, my life partner, my soulmate, my twin flame. The point is, she's really good at not stressing about things before they happen. And of course, she has her moments. But for the most part, she inspires me every day for so many reasons, but particularly because of her ability to just embrace the art of living in the moment. And so one thing I do when I do find myself stressing about things which are beyond my control, and I don't mean this in a cringe way, but honestly, if it comes across cringe, I also don't really care that much. (laughs) The point is, I think of how Louisa would handle the situation and I try and manifest her attitude. And I think it's helpful for anyone out there who is like me and has a tendency to stress about things they can't control to find a reference in your life or someone who you think is really good at living in the moment, at least more than you do, and use them as your inspiration. The other thing I do, which might be helpful, is, and this one's hard to do, and honestly, it takes discipline. And I use the word discipline very intentionally because I I don't love the word. That's a side story, so I won't get into it now. But I do think it is so important to try and get perspective because sometimes what we're stressing about isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of the world. And of course, there will be times where it is a big deal. But when it's not a huge deal, perspective is so important. And people get perspective in different ways. So you have to find what works for you. For me, I actually come back to one of my favorite books, which is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I always want to say Peter Singer, but it's definitely not Peter Singer. He's a philosopher who talks about a whole host of other different things. It is Michael Singer, but I love that book. It really helps me with perspective. So find something which helps you get perspective and helps you realize that whatever you are stressing about probably isn't that important in the grand scheme of life. So you don't need to spiral The final thing I'd say, and this is probably the most practical tip I have for people who stress about things beyond their control, is when you do find yourself spiraling, distract yourself. Netflix, a book, talk to a friend, whatever it is, just don't sit there ruminating in your head because that is not going to get you anywhere. Next thing, which came up as something to let go of to be happier, and this one's more of a habit than a mindset, 
is not leaving things till last minute. So for whatever reason, don't ask me what that reason is because I do not have an answer, but for maybe like 80% of things in my life, especially anything related to work, I am so not last minute. Like I like to plan ahead. It's how I work most efficiently. I just don't like last minute stress when it can be avoided. But then there is this other random 20% of things in my life for which I am so freaking lastminute.com and I do not know why. For example, repeat medication. If I need to order my repeat medication, even if I know I need to order it, I will wait until the medication has run out knowing it takes five days to come. It makes no sense, but I do it every time. And yeah, I don't really know why there are just these random things I'm really last minute in and it stresses me out. So I'm actually going to try and stop doing that. But generally, my, my problem with this piece of advice that we should let go of being last minute or doing things last minute or leaving things to the last minute in order to be happier is that I know some people say that they just work better and they function better when they feel a bit of time pressure and that's when they get their best ideas, ETC. In which case, I think we should just leave people to do what works for them as long as it's not causing them massive amounts of stress. And I guess also as long as it's not like an addiction to chaos, in which case you'd probably want to ask yourself why you're addicted to chaos. So To summarize, I I would say generally, I am not a leave things to the last minute person. But if that's what works for other people, then I'm also a big believer in people doing what suits them. So there are my thoughts on that one. The next one, and this is also another habit to let go of in order to be happier, is multitasking. Okay, confession time. Get ready, get your popcorn. Here comes a confession. I am going to be honest with you guys because you're my besties. I am really, really, really guilty of multitasking. And like, I wouldn't be in a conversation with someone whilst on my phone. I'm very strict about that. But I do multitask in situations like if I am maybe on the exercise bike, I will do life admin on my phone or my iPad. Or if I'm planning podcast episodes on a Sunday afternoon, I might have Vampire Diaries on in the background. And even though I do put my hand up and say, yes, I multitask, I understand there are problems with it. I think number one is about being present and giving your full attention to something rather than splitting it between things. So if I'm doing work, i.e. work for my full-time job, of course I'm not going to multitask or have Vampire Diaries on because I want to give that my full and undivided attention. But for me, it's more that if I'm doing something passive, then I do dabble in a little bit of multitasking and maybe that's not ideal, but yeah, I'm not perfect. The other thing I think is problematic about multitasking, which again, I recognize, is that I think it can promote toxic productivity. And that's why I'm kind of worried about saying that I do go on the exercise bike and do life admin at the same time or that I watch TV whilst planning the podcast because I'd never want to imply that you can't quote unquote, just work out or you can't just watch TV. You absolutely can. And I absolutely 1000% do. 
it's more that if I'm planning a podcast episode on a Sunday afternoon and I want it to be cozy and I want good vibes, I might put the TV on to make it more fun in the background. It's not the case that I'll be watching TV on a Sunday and think I need to do something productive. I will plan a podcast. Does that make sense? I really hope so. And maybe I'm just making excuses and I do need to think more carefully about whether multitasking is really serving me. So I'm going to do that. That's my promise to you all today. And if you are a multitasker like me, then maybe you should do the same and we can check back in with each other. Okay, next one I found really interesting is that we should let go of feeling guilty. My initial reaction to this is it kind of depends on what. If you do something really bad, like you're purposefully nasty to someone or you leave a hate comment online or whatever, I don't really want to say, oh, you shouldn't feel guilty, it's fine, because actually that's not fine and it's really problematic. But if you kind of shove those things to one side and we more speak about guilt for things like indulging in food or skipping a workout or those kind of things. Number one, you do not ever deserve to feel guilty for those things. And number two, and maybe this is going to sound weird, but I actually just don't think that guilt is a very useful emotion in these cases. Because say, for example, you have a goal to eat more nutritious foods and to do two workouts a week because you want to feel more healthy. If you fall quote unquote off track, and I use quotation marks because I hate the phrase off track, but if you fall quote unquote off track, my non-expert opinion is that feeling guilty is not really going to help you because you can't guilt yourself into a better way of living. It's not kind to yourself and it's not sustainable. I think What is so much useful in situations like that is to think through things like, am I being too strict with my goals? Am I putting too much pressure on myself? Are my goals even healthy given my context and my situation in life? Do I feel worthy of reaching the goal to eat more nutritious foods and work out? Because those things are going to help you realize why you're not fulfilling the goals you've set And as I keep saying, you just can't guilt yourself into reaching your goals in the long term. But also, I think the more important point, as I touched on right at the beginning, is you just don't deserve to feel guilty for these things. So if you do experience this type of guilt, it may really be worth revisiting your mindset around things like food and exercise and reframing the beliefs you hold. And check out last week's episode because we talk a lot about diet culture in that episode, which I think is really relevant to the conversation we're having right now. Another thing which came up on loads of websites when I typed the question into Miss Google, what do you need to let go of to feel happier, was people-pleasing. And I bring up people-pleasing in the context of feeling guilty because as the people-pleasers out there will know, the intense feeling of guilt when you even think about saying no to something someone else wants you to do is actually really stressful. It can be so all-consuming. So please, if this is you and you feel really guilty for saying no to people or for not doing the things that make them happy or for maybe letting them down, 
please remember you are not alone. And what I personally come back to on this one is remembering you are not put on this planet just to make other people happy at the expense of your own happiness. And I think people, and I was like this in the past, people sometimes think that giving up people pleasing means giving up helping people, being there for people, being kind to people, being a good family member or a friend, but it really, really doesn't. What it means is that you stop doing things because you feel the need to please people. So you can still do things which are nice for people and you can still be there for them, but it's not because you're seeking their validation or because you feel the need to prove yourself. It's literally just because you love those people. And I honestly think that if anything, it can just make you a better friend, family member, partner, whatever, as when you're there for yourself, when you show up for yourself and when you serve yourself, you're most often then just a better version of you. And who doesn't want that? I do, my hand is up. I want you all to be the best versions of you. Next thing, and this is my favorite one to talk about, but it's also kind of stressful and deep, but it's not because it's really important, is letting go of fear of failure. And I could literally talk for hours about this one because I am so fascinated by this topic and I guess our general aversion to failure as humans. And I did a full episode on this a year ago. Can you actually believe this podcast has been going for a year and a half? It's literally wild. But yes, episode 16, we discussed the question, if you didn't fear failure, what would you do? And I literally think, and I don't want to pat myself on the back here, but I literally think it is one of the most powerful questions we can ask ourselves and in some ways it's really confronting but I still think it's so important because we have this perception of failure as something which is really negative and it's scary and we associate it with things like shame and embarrassment and all these horrible things but what I personally really 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 tried to do over the past two years and of course I am you know, a work in progress. So I keep saying I've not smashed this out of the park, but I try and put my ego to the side and say to myself, I'm not going to not try just because I'm scared of failing and just because I'm scared of what other people are going to think about me if I fail or what I'm going to think about myself if I fail. And honestly, it was a huge part of me starting the podcast. And I remember before I started the podcast saying to myself, what if no one listens? What if I can't deliver an episode a week? What if I get hate comments? What if people laugh at me? What if, what if, what if? And if I'd listened to all of that, I wouldn't have started and I wouldn't have been in the position I'm in today. And it's so funny, I've literally just thought of this, but quite recently, maybe two weeks ago, one of my reels on Instagram just went crazy and there were some hate comments on it and I just didn't care. Well, I did for a split second and then I was like, whatever, these people don't know me. They can call me a narcissist. I just don't care. And it's just crazy to think that I might have not started the podcast because I was scared of hate comments. But then when I actually got hate comments on Instagram, I didn't care. And I think it just shows you got to try these things and you will see that you are so much more resilient than you thought you were when maybe the stuff you are fearing comes up down the line. And in most cases, it probably won't come up and it's just your mind catastrophizing. So all of that to say, 
I know how hard it is because I get trapped in this thought pattern the whole time, but we cannot let fear of failure stop us from trying the things, doing the things, being the people we want to be. The last one I want to talk about, and full transparency, this didn't actually come from online. I've just added it in myself because I'm really passionate about this one. I think one of the things that so many people, including myself, need to let go of in order to be happier is literally the belief that we don't deserve to be happy. And Gabby Bernstein writes about this concept, and I'm totally paraphrasing what she said. These are my words, not hers, but they're obviously inspired by her. She basically writes about this concept of resisting the good. And my interpretation of what this concept means is that we are scared of feeling good because for so many people, it's unfamiliar and we've lived so much of our life in this state of kind of chaos and anxiety. And so when we do feel good, we don't recognize it and we're scared of it and we self-sabotage. And also we have this idea, and I so used to think this, that if things are good or if we allow ourselves to feel good, then something must be about to go wrong. And the way we get out of this mindset, I think, is realizing that we are deserving of feeling good. And feeling good does not make you vulnerable. It does not mean you won't achieve in life. It does not mean something bad is inevitably going to happen. And I really started believing this again. And I say again, because I think we know this intuitively when we're kids, but then we grow up and we lose this knowing along the way. But I think when I really started believing this again, it was during COVID when things slowed down. And I just found that I was weirdly finding more joy in the everyday things like making my morning coffee or getting into a really comfy bed at the end of the day. And it's a constant work in progress. And I still definitely get the thoughts which are like, well, if things are good, then it's all going to go wrong. Or, you know, if you're not finding things hard, then you're not going to achieve. But I think having the awareness, which I have now that these are limiting beliefs, which prevent you from feeling happy unnecessarily, It gives you like a superpower to move beyond those beliefs and just embrace the happiness when it knocks, wherever it knocks and whatever time of day it knocks. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do rate this podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have thoughts, questions, ideas, it's at Wonderfully Zoe on Instagram, TikTok. My website is www.com. No, I said that so wrong. (laughs) Oh my God. I think I meant www.unfreezepod.com. And I am sending so much love to everyone and I will see you next week.